Hi, and welcome to the Hingham Cast. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. I spent 20 years as a reporter for NECN and NBC Boston. But now I'm telling stories in this new way, here on Boston South Shore. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local, looking at the world through the lens of one small town. But the issues we explore are unfolding in communities across the country, like the loss and re-emergence of live theater. Two great conversations today, one with a Broadway actress, the other with the head of Norwell's company, Theater. Now, Broadway has announced they'll be back on stage in September, and theaters across the country are committing to sometime in fall. But exactly what that looks like for actors or audiences remains to be seen. When COVID hit, Mary Callanan was on the Lincoln Center Theater's national tour of My Fair Lady. Columbus was sold out, and we had a fantastic Tuesday night show. But as the news grew more dire, the governor of Ohio ordered a statewide shutdown. With live theater eventually put on hiatus across the country, the South Shore actress rented a car and made her way home. The whole time, my friends that were here in New England, because what do you do on a 14-hour car ride? I called everybody I knew, and every single person that I spoke to said, stop in whatever state you are and buy toilet paper. Oh, my gosh. And then I got home, and my husband said, did you get any toilet paper? (laughs) No, I'm sorry I didn't, because I thought the point was to get home. So what was it like for you to be home and not working and and not acting, not singing? What was that like for you? Well, uh, I had been living in Manhattan because that's where I was getting my jobs. And so Mm. I hadn't been home in my house probably in five or six years. Oh, wow. So how was that indeed? Wow. Not only was I didn't have a job, but I hadn't lived with my husband more than a weekend, every other weekend, in probably almost seven years. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazingly enough, we're completely fine. We're almost better. You know, it used to be a joke. I'm not a housewife. I, you know, I don't do laundry, but I do. I make the meals. I do the shopping. It's the only money we spend now is at the grocery store and the liquor store. <laughs> but... Uh, Oops. Which one are you spending more at? Oh, what? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. <laughs> uh, actually, it's moved. Last summer, it was absolutely one. And now we're just trying to get better at coming the re-entry period. So, <laughs> yes. Get clean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, so I was really culturally, if you will, I needed my soul. We lost our job. So which mm. if you're an entertainer of any kind, you lost your soul. Mm-hmm. So there were no more clubs to work in. There was no lo- more live music, which is my second gig. So mm-hmm. it was really hard. As the weeks of uncertainty wore on, she and her friend Brian Patton, a singer and piano player, hatched a plan. They would perform show tunes in Patton's living room and put it out there on Facebook Live, hoping for an audience. We present the kind of picture people. We sat down and we thought, why don't we try to do Manic Mondays, something on Tuesday? And he said, well, Manic Mondays, I think the world is already... I said, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so we settled on Tuesday, and then we were going to call it all kinds of things. And then I thought, well, let's just call it what it is. Let's just make it to Tipsy Tuesday, and then we'll make a cocktail. And I love it. <laughs> so... 
that is what we do now. And we've been doing that for just about a year. What does it give to you? It really gives, first of all, I used to think I was doing it or we were doing it just for us. Hmm. It's people were connecting through the show. So now it's turned into a fact. It's literally the virtual bar that these folks used to hang out in. Mm. Just people trying to get the normal back in their lives. Now that we're starting to peek out and see what the world is like right now. Mm. I want to take a quick break here to say, if you like the podcast, subscribe and set us on automatic download wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want our once a week email reminder where we're setting up for some great giveaways soon, sign up on our website, thehinghamcast.com. Okay, back to our conversation with Mary. So you said as we start to peek out at the world and, you know, you're waiting for your second dose of vaccine. What is this going to be for you, do you think? How do you think your kind of career future will shape? You think it will be bounce back to normal? I'm one shot in. Mm. I'm one shot away. But one shot away from what? Mm. Question mark, question mark. So I don't think it's ever going to go back to quote unquote normal. Mm. So I don't know about you, but when you watch clips that people have, or you're looking at photos, or you're looking at your video from your friend's wedding, and you think, how did we ever do that? Mm. Mm. How did 2,100 people sit shoulder to shoulder in the dark and laugh and cry and sing along? Mm. Singing, specifically, we've been called out mm. by the CDC, singing is bad. Singing spreads, pardon me, droplets, I guess is what we call it. Yeah, yeah. So we are verboten. So I don't know. Yeah. Does anybody really know? Are we ever going to be able to do an indoor production that we don't have masks on while we're mm. doing it? Mm. I don't know. I'm lucky enough to be in a show that doesn't have too much standard romance in it. But what if you were in a show, I don't know. Like I was in Bridges of Madison County, or I had done a production of Mamma Mia. There's lots of kissing, mm. lots and lots of kissing in that show. Mm. How are they going to do that again? It's something to think about. Yeah. How do you think you'll feel if or when you get back up on a stage? Oh, hopefully I'll have waterproof mascara on. <laughs> because... We all need this in our society. And of course, I probably need it as the storyteller, maybe more than you need it as the story listener, mm. because you could maybe watch Bridgerton or whatever it is that you watch, great, great <laughs> British baking show, whatever. You get to get your entertainment from other places, but the entertainer has to. I mean, it's what I do. It's what I have to do. Mm. So I'm pretty sure even talking about it gets me a little verklempt. So I'm quite sure that when I get to put on a costume for the first time and the curtain goes up, I'm going to have to hide behind something mm. to just take a minute and say, oh, did we really get to do this again? Mm. I feel that it's the last piece of the puzzle mm. to get our society back to some semblance of being on the correct lane in the highway going forward. Yeah, yeah. If you were to kind of close your eyes and imagine being on stage now, what is it that you love so much? Boy, that's a good question. It's very hard to describe. It is becoming lost in the story. Mm. 
It is becoming part of the story. It's as if you've opened a picture book and you step inside of it or Alice through the looking glass. You become part of a story. And gee, being in those buildings is also a beautiful thing. A theater when it's dark, when you first come in at four in the afternoon is just a big, dusty hall. Mm. But then the lights come on and you can hear the audience excitement as you know, you can hear them in there with their playbills and the notes of the orchestra start. And when the lights come on, there's there's literally magic in the air. I don't know, it's very hard to describe. And if you're lucky enough to be able to see that far <laughs> into the audience, <laughs> you know, seeing children watch a show, maybe it's their very first time. Mm. There's no, or very old people, maybe it's their last time. Mm. I don't know. It's magic. It really is. If you're thinking about your first show back and you, you had to set the scene, so to speak, what do you think that'll look like? Oh, well, I can tell you it won't be a full house, mm. but I can only imagine it'll look something like when I have been watching television, these ball games mm. where there'll be pods of twos and threes and fours, but whatever is going to happen the audience is going to be just as happy to see us as we are to see them. Mm. So I think there'll probably be a moment of not being able to go for just a second. Yeah, yeah. If you look out on that stage and if there's half the audience, if they're masked, if you can't get too close to your coworkers, will that be enough for you? Well... For now, it will have to be, for sure. Will it be enough? Sure. Do we get to tell this, the same beautiful story? Yes. Will it be different? Absolutely. But the art form has to continue. It just has to. If 400 people instead of 1,600 people get to see the story, think how lucky those 400 people are. Hmm. But it's such a crazy thing to think about because... As far as we've all come with the medicine and the research, we have no idea what tomorrow is. We just don't know. Mm -hmm. So while everybody else seems to feel like stuff is happening and we're getting warmer and it's getting closer, I don't necessarily feel that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not for what I do. Yeah. So it's just you have to remain hopeful that some corner is going to be turned I've been reading that Broadway is starting to sell tickets for September, hmm. but how many tickets they're going to sell for a given theater at one time? You know, who knows? I just It's just so hard to even uh, put into words. Clearly, this is hard on a podcast <laughs> to have no words, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see even things like food and drink and going to the bathroom, like what that will look like in a theater. Oh, well, intermission will have to be crazy, mm. but intermission is always crazy. Yeah. The days of getting a drink, I think, unless they're already pre-containered, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that. I could do without the uh, crinkling of candy wrappers. and. and yeah, <laughs> I don't need that. In the theater. <laughs> I did Annie. I don't need that ever again. Ice cubes, candy, throwing. <laughs> bottles rolling down from the back of the house. Uh -huh. I don't really need any to hear any of that anymore. 
Amen to that. Well, in the meantime, if you want to belt out show tunes with Mary and her partner Brian on Tipsy Tuesdays, search up Mary Callanan. It's C-A-L-L-A-N-A-N on Facebook, or we'll put a link to her page on our website and in the episode show notes on Apple. We're just here. If you need a hug, you know, a musical hug, come on in. If you want to make a cocktail and sit down on Tuesday night on the couch and just listen or dance and sing around in your house, do it. (laughs) We highly recommend that. As Mary goes to warm up her voice for Tipsy Tuesday, I want to take this opportunity to point you to our media partner, the Hingham Anchor. You can put faces to these voices and see a full spectrum of local news and features. It's HinghamAnchor.com. Okay, let's keep on with our conversation. So I want to focus on local for a second and bring in my next guest. Zoe Bradford is the co-founder of the Company Theater in Norwell. Hey, Zoe. Hey, Allie. It's great to be here. Thanks. You know, I know this past year plus has been painful and difficult for you on many, many levels. Um, You lost your partner and co-founder at Company Theater, um, and you had to deal with a complete shutdown and, you know, so many pain points. So let me ask you, how are you? Well, there is a pointed question, isn't there? Um, And, you know, as good as can be expected, uh, Jordy Saucerman, the co-founder of Company Theater, uh, passed in uh, July of 2020. And uh, it was such a tremendous loss to all of us. But she wouldn't want us to be moping around saying uh, how tough it has been. She'd say, what can we do to make this work? And that's that's really what we've all rallied together together. Um, you know, because the pandemic was nothing any of us could have ever planned for or predicted or been prepared for in any capacity. But I will say you really pivoted as much as you could have. So first, let me ask you, as a creator, what were the pain points for you as as COVID uh, hit and then seeped in? Right. For the young people who are involved at the theater, I automatically saw this huge loss of, I can't see my friends. I can't create with my friends. I might be a little special or different or on the spectrum, um, LGBTQ, whatever. I've lost my community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was just like a, a real sadness um, that that happened. And so we, we witnessed that. Then we knew that we didn't want to compromise our brand. So there was no way we were going to try to fake our way through uh, trying to do a Zoom musical. or It didn't really feel right for us. Um, I think the hard parts were just watching the people and their despair of now, now what do I do? Yeah, yeah. I know anyone who's been to one of your summer camps kind of knows the very inclusive feeling. There's a sign that you have. I don't know if it's always there, but there's a sign that you have in your lobby and it says something along the lines of you belong here. And I, I, I that sign has always struck me and I've loved it so much. So wow. I think it was um, a huge loss for the kids and, and, and for the adults on so many levels. Um, well, now let me ask you as a business owner, how did it hit you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a really tough part too, because our income stopped. I mean, it totally stopped except for donations, which people were generous, mm-hmm. but we had no income. 
So we had to, you know, do what we could. We ran a limited summer camp last year um, and, and had a lot of fun with that uh, as much as we could, but it still didn't, you know, feel the same. Instead of a couple mm-hmm. hundred kids in our workshops, you know, hand, handfuls, because that was the safe way to do it. But in the fall, an, an epiphany happened. Um, and, you know, New Englanders were tough. We will go outside when it rains. We will do <laughs> different things. So we became creative and became like outdoor performers. And from October to December, we created some really cool things that kind of kept us through. I had to furlough after our PPP loan ran out, uh, which we were fortunate to get, then I had to furlough my staff, including myself at the end of the summer. I mean, if you don't think that's tough, <laughs> I tell you, it's, it was a heartbreak, um, and, you know, financially. And, you know, I, these are, these are our team. They, these are the people who make the magic happen. I didn't want to lose anybody. And then, um, you know, as opposed to shuttering up completely, we just shut down our utilities as low as we could put them. But I'm very encouraged you know, that people will participate in outdoor things. Partnered with the Hingham Historical Society and did a haunted Hingham tour with actors. And oh my gosh, it was super popular. It sold out completely. Mm -hmm. We did a Victorian uh, Christmas event on our property, which we are converting into a lovely outdoor space with the woods and everything, you know, that we have to offer. Yeah. But, you know, as you know, you know, by January and February, you you can't be outside here, really. Uh, It's just, it's just miserable. So, um, you know, we haven't got just hold tight. And uh, fortunately, we got one more PPP loan, which is sustaining us for a little while. We're really embracing our landscape back there. And in fact, what I should mention is that um, Senator O'Connor uh, has been a fan of ours and realizes what a gem we are on the South Shore and put up before the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, we did receive a grant to redo our back parking lot, uh-huh. completely repaved and resurfaced. Uh, we're having landscaping done. We're having sound and electricity out there like we've never had before. Oh. So our outdoor stage is now going to become a secondary, well, a, a real venue for us. So we'll be able to run things indoors and outdoors in the future. Oh, that's great. And once that's done, May 27th, uh, we open with the Divas with a Twist. They're a, a, a local band that's really fun, all women. And is that inside or outside? So Outside. And we will do it on our new outdoor stage area with all this new sound equipment. And we're, we're very excited to, uh, to have like more of a professional situation back there, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are in the beginning of May. When do you think you'll do your first indoor performance? Oh, great question. Well, we were teetering on whether we should move our summer uh, show, which is called Rock of Ages. It's a really fun 80s event, uh, you know, fun show, Broadway show. And we thought, well, why not keep it outside? We've got this great space. It's kind of a wild and crazy show anyway. Mm -hmm. And then we will be returning in September the plan is to open with Fun Home. We're hoping that we don't have to social distance our audience by then. So because social distancing in our theater doesn't work. We can't yeah. put enough people in there. So by September 17th, we'll be reopening Fun Home, which people told me was the best thing they'd ever seen in our place. I was, they were just <laughs> raving. We did it one night and then we had to close because of the pandemic. Uh, so that'll be beautiful. And that'll run for two weekends. And then we should be settling into completely indoors. All of our actors will be vaccinated, uh, hopefully. And, you know, they can, you know, touch each other and, you know, talk to each other. (laughs) 
not not have to stay six feet apart because that's not theater. That's something else. You know, it's, I mean, you can't really deliver what you're trying to do if you have those restrictions, unless you're doing something avant-garde, yeah. which is fine, but it's not who we are. So at any rate, I think September is the golden time. We are going to be doing a, uh, a big fundraising and huge concert. It's a, basically a life celebration for Jordy mm-hmm. that will be in November with a 14-piece orchestra and, you know, probably 60 people on stage. I didn't want to have to limit it. So we put it a little bit later in the season. And then by late fall, we should be able to open with a Christmas carol, which everybody loves. And we only do that every couple of years, but we decided to do it this year because it is such a, mm-hmm. you know, it's just such a classic that people love and yeah. that should work out very well. So we're our plans are to go, go, go from September on. Let me bring you back. So you said that you'll you'll hold off until September. Are you holding off on doing indoor until September because you don't want to do any distancing measures? Pretty much, yes. I mean, I, especially with the actors, that's what I'm most concerned about. I really don't want them to have to distance in order to pull off a, a show. Yeah. And outdoors, we have a lot of freedom. So Rock of Ages is kind of, is so fun and funky. It's, it's perfect for outside. Yeah. And then when, you know, fall happens, we can feel like we're really in a company show. Maybe the audience will still have to be masked, but that we can deal with, you know, it's, I think it was too high a restriction. Like right now, actors can't sing towards each other. Um, mm. You know, wind instruments aren't allowed. Flutes are super spreaders. So, yeah. you know, and horns. Uh, so you know, as vaccine becomes more readily available, as people are, you know, herd immunity, whatever's happening, you know, I'm hoping by the fall, we're kind of settled into a new renaissance, if you will, of creativity. So come September, will there be any other changes that you'll make? Will people still be able to have snacks in their seats? Will there be a regular intermission come September? You know, I have to wait and see what the CDC guidelines are. I think I really can't answer that until I know. Mm-hmm. I just want to make our patients feel really safe. So if if they're going to be like uncomfortable because the guy next to him is eating popcorn, then we're not going to do that. You know, I, yeah. I think that's what we'll have to determine. But I also feel that patrons are going to be anxious to come and see something. Mm-hmm. So if it's a little bit restricted still, I think they'll still settle in with that. I certainly hope so. But I, I would want our patrons to know that we're doing everything we can to make it as safe as possible and following all guidelines and, you know, adding, uh, we have new ceiling fans that we've added uh, to keep our circulation going, you know, it's all about circulating, filtration, all that kind of stuff is paramount Mm -hmm. to make people feel safe. Yeah. What is it for you to know so many in the arts got crushed um, and you were able to hang in? What is that for you? That is sad. Yeah. There's so many people who I love and respect and admire. And, uh, but I do see that theater people are really resilient. Mm. Some people aren't going to be able to come back the way they did or might have to struggle for a couple of years. I'm telling you, it's art is like, you know, once it gets in your blood, you have to do it. You have to figure out a way to do it. So I do have uh, confidence that those who really need to return will, you know, I'm hoping that we will be a beacon of light for performers and musicians and creatives, teachers, everywhere, you know, to say, I can go to company theater and I can do something. That's awesome. We're here and we can't wait to get back 
at being creative. I know we can't wait to get back in the seats. So thank you so much for all you do. Yeah, good. That's wonderful. (laughs) Zoe Bradford, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Allie, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Support your local arts. Everything Company Theater does these days sells out fast, so keep an eye on their website and Facebook page. Buy tickets early and often. We're going to close you out with some music from Brian and Mary and Tipsy Tuesday. But first, I want to thank my fabulous podcasting partner, the gracious and gorgeous producer-editor Kristen Keefe. Our website was done by Donna Mavramatis and her team at Mavril Creative. I'm Allie Donnelly. Talk to you soon. What the world needs now What the world needs now No, not just for some Oh, but just for Everyone. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.